0: Welcome to Slash Report. I'm Prue, and this week I've abandoned MK again, mostly because she can't handle the show. Instead, I've conscripted my new serial killer TV show buddy, Lopagus. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, although I'm worried that you called me your new serial killer buddy, because I've always been there for serial killers.
0: That's true, although I feel like you and I have never really had like a good serial killing show to bond over, though.
1: That's true. Dexter was never my bag, and... Yeah. I haven't even bothered watching The Following or The Cults or whatever. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I feel like you and I, like, have always bonded over just generally being dark bitches, and then suddenly we realized we shared a common love of this.
1: Exactly. And
0: you brought friends for this, didn't you?
1: I did. I brought two friends, uh, both alike in dignity. Um, Judge Bunny, say hi. Hi. <laughs> and... Sam H, who is otherwise known as uh, the person who does those amazing Hannibal recaps on don't dot com,
0: which is and a we- website,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not not a not an instruction, unlike what Judge Bunny thought it was for a so long Sam time. Zach- Hi. <laughs>
2: in my defense, all you said was "Hey, don't judge me." My God, it sounds like an uh, instruction,
1: but I said it all in one word. So <laughs> no you did it. Yes.
3: Kind of both. I think, like, within the philosophy of the website, it's
0: both.
1: It works both. <laughs> both. <laughs> so we're both right. We'll just accept it. <laughs> exactly. I'm more right, but, you
0: know. Good. I'm, I'm glad the tone of the podcast has already been set.
1: Yes. Awesome. I feel like Hannibal
0: is a respectable fandom insofar as it's a passionate one for the people who are watching it. But um, does anyone want to give a quick rundown of what it is, the concept, before we actually dive into this pile of bodies? Or Lapidus should do this.
1: Why? Why would? Why? Why am I doing this? Because
0: I want you to dance okay. puppet.
1: <laughs> monkey, it's monkey puppet. Duh. Monkey puppet, how about that?
0: Good, I'll um, take it.
1: So Hannibal is a uh, reimagining, and uh, not really a spinoff, but a uh, prequel uh, show to Thomas Harris's series of books about Hannibal Lecter. Um, The books are Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, and Hannibal Rising. Um, Various uh, books of which are considered more or less canon based on how much you actually like the books. Um, It's set in the modern time, which uh, the original stories were set kind of in the 70s and 80s. But uh, it's very dark. It's about a guy who is a, a serial killer eats his victims and the FBI uh, agent who is getting therapy from him because by the way Hannibal is also a psychologist or psychiatrist Mm -hmm. Um, so that's basically the that's that's the that's the gist of the story it's a 13 episode um, series it's on a network television uh, station it's on NBC which is very unusual um and it's incredibly, incredibly violent.
0: So violent. and you know what? Like I would not even use the word gory because there's no it's not gratuitous and it's gore and all of its and all of the violence and bloodshed on the show is actually quite operatic and very beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well
2: actually that's the thing that surprises me most about it, the fact that it's on network television. I was
0: shocked with what um, they were able to get also, away with.
2: It does it skirts the line just like CSI and all the other crime dramas do um in terms of gore but it's just so much more elegant I would like to say yeah about the gore about the about the violence the way that they have the dead people and so much that it's almost worse than watching the crime drama violence
0: no absolutely because I feel like um in a strange way like you're absolutely right with like a lot of the typical crime dramas that we're inured to you see like a bad guy and he's committing a crime. Whereas in this show, this is like the bad guy is actually very divorced from the crime itself. Like you yeah. almost never really like catching the bad guy is not the point. Like almost every murder is like a work of art and it's 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 like they're trying to show you all the different ways in which murder can be art. Like I'm I'm just thinking specifically there is a
2: work of art in this though. Like, absolutely, it's
0: gorgeous. Like between the angels are, like, always
2: in interesting ways, and the fact that you see the way that they're doing it, it's almost like it's uh, it's it's kind of eerie. In so much as that you're appreciating how horrible this is.
0: Yes, exactly, and I feel like that's really interesting because I think it gives us a very good emotional segue into our lead, Will Graham, played by Hugh Dancy.
2: Broken, broken, broken human being.
0: Yeah, or as fandom likes to call him, like precious angels. Like no,
1: no, no. that's sounds- Sam's. Phrase, the precious moments, angel
0: baby. Oh well, now it's become all of fandom's phrase. Look at <laughs> you—you've become a thing.
1: <laughs> You're part of the zeitgeist. It's true. Oh my God. That's intense.
0: It's so intense.
1: <laughs>
0: Dear, we're gonna have to get you a hat. Uh, what
2: kind of hat? Like a zeitgeist
0: make? creator hat. I don't know what it would look like. <laughs> I'll just put some dicks on it or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> seems appropriate. It seems right. I would like to say, welcome to Slash Report, where the conversation is always elevated.
0: That's right. We like to we like to make sure that the tone of discussion is as penis-heavy as possible.
1: Exactly. Well, one of the things that I find interesting about the show is that for a lot of crime dramas, you tend to, um, there tends to be a lot of focus on the victims, um, you know, the, the, the crime people or whatever are trying to find out, you know, who in the victim's life was trying to kill them and da-da-da. And on Hannibal, there's almost no interest in the victims, which is very serial killer-esque. Like, there's... I think there's been one murder where I actually cared about who the victim was. Maybe two. Um, And that's, I think, very unusual for a crime drama-type show, certainly for a network television. Well,
0: I mean, I feel like it's... I think it's very fair to say that the entire series in a very like artful way, like because Brian Fuller is clearly so cracked is mm-hmm. it revolves around this idea of the aesthetic beauty of murder and like the sort of inherent sociopathy that you have to have in order to like enjoy this sort of thing and mm-hmm. to like lull the viewer into participating as well. Because yep. you know, like <clears throat> we're sitting here, we, I, I mean, I feel like for all of my, threats otherwise like I'm not a violent person like I don't really actually like gore that much it freaks me out and yet there's something really beautiful and interesting about these murders I don't give a crap about the victims on the show and I don't really know anything about the killers at all except for their art pieces you know the the deaths that they create
2: well what's interesting is it's you know the the whole thing sort of focuses on Will Graham and his empathy and so in 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 that essence it is sort of about who or why the killers are doing this because we're feeling it through Will and his empathy to be able to understand the motivations behind the killing. So it is sort of more, it's less about the victims and more about the killers in that instance.
0: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Although, I mean, his, his, the, I'm sure everyone who has like, had some association with like Hannibal's fandom on Tumblr is aware of like the running, like, this is my design joke. Like, (laughs) I think that even more than it being about the killer it's more about the methodology or the MO in a way that, like, uh, clearly he has to be profiling the killer himself and the motivations in order to, like, find the person. But we don't really ever see the casework that goes into identifying them. Mostly we just study their process more than anything else.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, the most that we get to see into the casework is the uh, I, I what I like to call the band of brothers that um, <laughs> make fun of... Uh, Almost, like they make fun of the deaths. Almost, they're just sort of like the peanut gallery of the show.
1: Well, it completely—it uh,
2: three-
0: makes complete sense, though, because if you work in this environment, like, what else can you do?
2: Oh, I love it, but that's about as much as the casework that we actually even see.
0: That's true. I mean, like for a show about murders, this show is mostly about Will Graham being crazy and stalked by his butterfly dire stag. <laughs>
1: And well, you know, for people who haven't watched the show... This makes not,
0: no sense. We're doing a really bad job.
1: Yeah, maybe you should explain this
0: show. <laughs> I think so, too. We're clearly crap at this.
3: I don't... I'm just sitting here, like, agreeing with everything everybody's saying. It's, I don't... I would disagree a little bit with how it's not, like, about the murderer, because... Well, it's ob- it's kind of, like, obliquely about the murderer, and, I mean, the show is called Hannibal, so you've got...
0: Oh, that's Will- true.
3: Yeah, so you've got Will actually like taking the place of the murderer. So we are seeing everything about Hannibal, the killer, and all of the other killers. We're just um, we're just sort of forced to identify with them through Will instead of like you know like another show might have us identify with the victims or the people solving the crimes or whatever. So I don't know. I think it's interesting, and I think it's like really creative and, and different compared to all of these other shows uh, about murders. <laughs>
0: So many murder what shows. You know,
2: murder. <laughs> 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 well, what's interesting is, I mean, I I, I came into this show. I've seen any of the previous incarnations of this. Like um, Mox is my oh. first Hannibal, so it's sort of an interesting feeling for me. Like I'm constantly uh, asking Gus, like, so how does this relate to the books? <laughs> <And> <laughs> so, like, oh man. <laughs> um, but it's an interesting like. He's, that's an interesting incarnation of him, I think, because uh, as much as I can tell from the other ones, he's much more elegant and much more refined than we'd get to see him previously, because he's in jail and most other versions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's something we should detour on, because we've talked a lot about the murders, we, we haven't really talked about Will Graham, but before Will Graham, we should probably talk about Hannibal, Yay. who is the namesake of the series. Yeah, and he's, a, as someone who, like, I love the books, um, and I love the movies, um, my favorite of the books, obviously, because I'm not broken, is Silence of the Lambs. And my favorite of the movies, obviously, because I'm not broken, is also Silence of the Lambs. But I was, like, one of four people who actually liked the original book ending of Hannibal because it was just so dark and mindfucky. Um, and how do you pronounce his name? Mots? Mots? I say Mots because
2: that's how I've been told to say it by someone from Nor- uh, Norway. But so it's It's Mots, Danish, so who knows? It's Mots
0: Mikkelsen plays um, an absolutely intriguing and um, extremely engaging and very interesting version of Hannibal. And I agree, he's so polished and everything that he does is a very practiced seduction of one type or another.
2: He's also so likable.
0: I
1: mean, yeah, I mean it's,
2: it, he's so likable. Like, you, you, he's just so, like, refined that you want to just, like, impress him somehow. Like, it's hard to not like him, which is
1: weird because you
2: every so often you have to stop yourself and go, You eat people.
1: <laughs> well, you're a bad person. They show that. They show him killing somebody or they show him, you know, doing something, you know, really quite despicable. And you're like, oh no no no, that's that's who the real Hannibal is. You know, the Hannibal that we see in most of the scenes is very much a facade.
0: But I feel like uh, you know, this may be putting forward like a very cognitively dissonant concept but like I feel like they're both the same like I feel that he is genuinely an elegant so okay guys we would like to give you the 300,000 foot point of view on this the setup is that Hannibal um in addition to being Will Graham's like semi-therapist whatever who helps him work through a his like escalating crazy because Will Graham is emotionally fragile has extreme empathy and should not actually be looking at serial killers, but is so effective because of that extreme empathy that's making him crazy. Has like a functional working relationship with him, and as of the recent, most recent aired episode from Maj, has decided that Will is his friend by <laughs> dint of Will surviving the serial killer that Hannibal sent him to be murdered by. Yeah.
1: Um, he basically thunderdomed will graham and this other serial killer yeah exactly (laughs) and comes out let's be
0: besties yeah (laughs) and basically will wins not even by being baller just by being so crazy that it interrupts the serial killer's plans essentially like he's hearing things and he leaves the scene which does escaping with his life
1: although he comes back
0: he does and he you know like sort of gets choked out a little bit
1: well let's let's not let's not it to death. Basically, yeah. he survives.
0: He survives, and thus, you know, Hannibal is like now we're friends, which is like so fucked up. And yet, you're sort of happy for him, like that he is a buddy that he can eat eventually. I don't even know. Like,
1: I disagree. I don't think that Hannibal is trying to be Will's friend.
0: You um, don't. That's
1: Interesting. one of the things that I love about the show is that there's so many different kind of ways that you can t- interpret. That happens. Yeah. Um. Because they only give you enough, and because they got such amazing actors. Yeah. (laughs) Playing all of these roles, so that you can basically give you know make a really good case for pretty much any interpretation you've got. But Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the one of the really interesting things about this series is that um, it's it's based on the characters in the books, but none of the things that has happened on the series was ever written by. Thomas Harris other than kind of you know describing something that had happened before all of the all, the the entire series so far happens before the events of the very first book
0: yeah so and i would so
1: you have a, an enormous amount of freedom in terms of your interpretation so you know this this hannibal is is very different from the character that we see in the movies and the books and that's because he's you know he's he's free he's never been caught he's never even been suspected and and that's just a it's, it's a really interesting part of the character to observe
0: yeah and i would also i would also say like in terms of trying to understand this show's relationship with the original canon like let's call it the books the original canon this is elevated fanfic to like the nth degree
1: oh absolutely it is it is totally fan and brian fuller has been very brian fuller and um judge bunny who is the other guy who created this
2: uh well i know one of the other writers is Jesse Alexander, who was on Heroes previously to this, which is what I knew him from, but... Um,
0: Isn't David Slade, like, the executive producer or something like that, in yeah, addition there's to... there's about
1: five executive producers, though.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> and David Slade's one of the main directors. He directed, yeah. a, I think, a, a lion's share of the, of the of the episodes. But Brian Fuller is very, has been very clearly, like... He's not even a fanboy. He's a fangirl of <laughs> the Hannibal canon. And you know he basically like I, I think he just kind of sweet talked Dino De Laurentiis' widow into making the show, and she was just like, "Okay, let's make this happen." And uh, and he he got the ball and he really ran with it and made great fanfic. Well, I mean,
0: whether it's the same, it's it it shows that he has like a deep love for the source material a really interesting understanding and very strong point of view for the characters and has done something hugely creative and interesting with it. And I think that it's one of those things where like, it's similar to fucking Moffat and Gatus and Sherlock, like whether or not you think that that reboot is good, it's definitely struck a chord. And I feel like Hannibal is the same type of thing where yeah. you have a really passionate creator who has the love of it in his heart the way that the fans do. And that's why I think that the show really speaks to people who like Hannibal or like the Thomas Harris novels.
1: Well, it's exactly. It's it's the difference between somebody who's given a project because they love it and somebody who's been given a project because it will make them a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Don't want to name names, but Star Trek. (laughs) Um,
0: I still find it entertaining as fuck, and, like, that's not going to be an argument we're going to get into on this. No, we're
1: not. Definitely not. But, I mean, but that is kind of what I mean in terms of, you know, you you don't necessarily get a better show when the creator really, really loves a pre-existing franchise that the show is based off of. Um, But I think that you do get more, I don't know, attention to detail? Yeah.
2: And yes. like, well, I mean, Brian always been really good about attention to detail. All of his work is, like, very, like, artistic. And Brian has always been really into the details. All of his work so far and all the uh, television shows he's been on has been really detail-oriented and very artistic. And so if, he, if this is a creator that's going to be so um, detail-oriented with, you know, dream sequences, he's definitely going to be detail-oriented with getting certain aspects of the original canon that he wants to be there there.
0: Yeah, agreed. And his previous working case, people are listening to this and don't know it, include Wonderfalls and, um, shit, what is that horrifyingly twee, twee show about pie? Pushing,
1: Pushing, Pushing, Pushing Okay. And Dead Like Me.
0: Yes. And on Dead Man. Like He
3: worked on Heroes. He, he worked on Heroes, too, before, I guess, it went shit. Or
1: <laughs> whatever. And, I don't know. and I'm pretty sure the a baby writer on Star Trek Voyager. Really? Yeah. Yes.
0: That's so cute. That's pretty adorable. Aw, I like
1: that. Have I mean, you also I... worked on the
0: TV movie Carrie. That, that's, I'm less into. That's
1: hilarious <laughs> though. Anyway.
0: I feel like the show is so aesthetically, like even, it, I, I think it also says something about the show that like more than the characters even, I'm like obsessed with the weird aesthetics of it. Like it's so aesthetically interesting as mm-hmm. it's, it's like an art object to me.
3: It's. It reminds me more of anything because I sort of like. I'm really into horror from like the '60s and '70s and stuff like that, that like Dario Argento stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me almost of one of his movies where everything's just kind of like dark and like sensual and um, sort of visibly like even reflected in the in the uh, wardrobe choices they have. It's it's all very like like '70s is the only way I can really describe it and. Um, <laughs> So I can kind of tell, like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Brian Fuller was actually really interested in that period of, like, horror movie making, Mm -hmm. because you can really see that, like, reflected in in the show and how he chooses to portray the characters and the settings and even, like, the the murder set pieces,
0: kind of. The murder set pieces are so intriguing. Like, I have to say that they're, like, I'm a bit of a serial killer obsessy, like, in general speaking, like, I'm not I'm not even just commenting on, like, show, like, television or films. Like, no, I'm... Like, ch- how
1: many serial killer books have you read?
0: A lot. Um, Same here. <laughs> a, a lot, a lot. Like, I own a hardback copy of Mindhunters by the guy who basically developed profiling for the FBI. Um, I think that they're really interesting. And I find that, in general, people don't necessarily do them well. Like, the show that does the serial killer uh the serial killer genre the best is actually too disturbing for me to watch which is Criminal Minds um like there's a point at which you watch enough Criminal Minds you're like I can't sleep anymore like I can't watch this show and I had to like hit the eject button um whereas this show is just it has the same sort of it has the same draws like you find really interesting crazy people who murder people in really interesting crazy ways but it does it in a sort of it bloodless is the wrong word, but emotionally divorced sense, and it's really intriguing to watch.
1: Well, in the way that a sociopath like would kill somebody, it's that, true. You know it's it's very it's very unemotionable un, unemotionable Unemotional. <laughs> I just have a lot of emotionables. Um, about the about the murders it's very much about the aesthetics and that's actually one of the things that I want to talk about is that I I don't think of this show as like based in any kind of reality I think of it more like an opera
0: yes I think that's a really good way to describe it
1: these are these are not people at all these are all archetypes and characters and you know Will Graham may be kind of the only real one in terms of like the man or whatever, but even that he is an archetype, um, and and it's actually a lot easier to watch the show, kind of thinking, you know, none of this is real, none of this is actually, you know, happening. I
0: yeah, know. I mean, it's the well, only.
1: Except, you
0: know, just watch the people walking around. Yeah. Everyone's
2: like an, every. The whole show is an art piece. Everything's yeah. done so, you know, like even just. You know, Cannibal's office is just so like. Oh my god,
0: it's so beautiful. The angels yeah, so, and exactly. show It's
2: just so beautiful to watch, and so. But it's so dark. Literally, in that it's 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 a dissonance. That's an interesting sort of t- to just experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, there seems to be a conscious decision to like remove as much reality from the show as possible. Like every single every single scene is is very much, like, an an art piece, an art set, like, everything from the FBI offices, like, the forensics lab, gorgeous, um, yeah. colorless, uh, to, like, the bathrooms in the FBI, like, in Quantico, like, the most attractive men's restroom I've ever seen in my life, like, I would develop a taste for the smell of urinal cake if that was the bathroom, like, <laughs> yep,
2: Me too. But even just the outdoor scenes, like, um, with Will trekking across the the snow field and stuff, everything's just shot at an angle that just makes everything look so unreal but beautiful at the same time. Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's really interesting the way that they've, like, chosen to approach the show. And normally speaking, I have a really hard time, um, this, it's, it's, it's a weird one because, like, the, all the reasons I really love this show are the reasons I hated Pushing Daisies. (laughs) And I, I can't tell if it's just because I was like, oh, well, there's murder, so I like this one. Or yeah. whatever. But, like, his stuff is so articulated and so... I, how do you even describe this, you know? It's, it's like so... Kind
3: of like a fever dream, almost. Yeah. like I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, the show is just sort of magical realism at this point anyway, and I think that's sort of a running theme in everything he does. Yeah. And I... The aesthetics kind of like represent that. Like, none of it is real, but it is like sort of magical. It's it's a fantasy, basically, more than a than a horror show, even.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the only explanation, really, for Will Graham, his work process, and yeah. his butterfly dire stag. Really, <laughs> does someone want to explain Will? Like, I feel like we need to talk about the individual characters at this point because we put it off too long. Like, who wants to try and explain Will, and then someone gets to try and explain Hannibal?
1: I vote Sam explains Will. Oh, God, I can't explain well. Um, <laughs> i <I'm kidding. laughs> uh,
3: He is... He's just very sad. That's, like, the sort of... <laughs> that's just, like, this sort of, like, all-encompassing emotion. Like, sad and scared, like, all the time. And it's, it's coming from, like, inside of him. So he's got no way to really stop it. And I think that's... That's the whole running theme of his life. Like, they said in the first episode that he feels a lot of fear. So, I mean, I think that explains him better than anything else. Like, he can't, he can't interact with humans on a level that they're okay with, so he just has a ton of dogs and, I guess, a serial killer. So <laughs> that's his whole thing. He has... He an...
2: needs pets, okay? And an FBI family.
3: And an FBI family, <laughs>
0: Well, I feel like those guys are, like, more his handlers than anything else.
2: (laughs) Well, it's interesting, though, that since the first episode, we've been basically watching Will break apart.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because
2: of all this. Yep. He's just spiraling out, almost, and it's almost almost like watching a slow-motion train wreck, just him, episode to episode.
0: And I I find that, I think it's it's an interestingly courageous choice that they've made... I feel like there are almost no real protagonists on this show. Like, Will Graham might be ostensibly the protagonist, but, like, I don't really feel like he is. Um, He's too fragile to be a hero. Uh, And then the other so-called good guys are also really conflicting characters. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I just forgot his name for a second. Jack Crawford, who is is played brilliantly by Lawrence Fishburne, is just... You know he was he was very unquestionably a good guy, like a mentor in the books. But in this incarnation, like he doesn't care if Will goes crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like Will is a tool. Will is a leper. Like if Will goes bug fuck insane and starts eating like rocks and shoes, he doesn't care as long as Will still catches serial killers. And that is such a weird interpretation of that guy.
1: <laughs> well, I, I was going to say that. That's interesting to me because I've read all the books too, and I would actually disagree with that. I think Jack Crawford in the books, and certainly in the, especially in the Silence of the Lambs movie, is very manipulative and very. He's a lot more um, subtle about it in the books and in the movies. Yeah, that's true. But like you know, I I love Lawrence Fishburne with a love, mean and true, <laughs> uh, but subtle. He's never been.
0: Well, I think that I think the difference for me in terms of the way that I interpret his. You're absolutely right. He is also very manipulative in the books. Um, Between his manipulation in the books, and primarily I remember his relationship with Clarice and how he gets her to keep going back to Hannibal,
1: um,
0: is that Clarice is not broken, you know? She's young, she's untried, she maybe a little like her nose might be a little too clean for this, but I don't think that like he's watching her shatter to pieces. Like he sees that she's scared and he doesn't care. And that's one type of thing. But like this version of Jack and pushing will particular in particular is such an alien thing to me because everyone can see that will is going to die at this rate. Like he's going to, he's, he's going to run into traffic. Like he's gone completely bonkers and I just don't sense that Jack Crawford has any interest in pulling the parking brake on that.
1: Yeah. Well, and to be fair, and this is uh, this is just talking a little bit more about kind of things that have happened in the story or in the series. Jack has bigger fish to fry than uh, Will Williams. Well, feelings. I mean, he's, he's first of all, he's got to hunt. You know, there's a there's a huge run on serial killers uh, in the Baltimore area. <laughs> All-you-can-eat buffet or whatever. Um, and then also, Jack uh, is dealing with uh, the revelation that his wife has cancer. She's um, played by
0: Gina Torres, heartbreakingly. So oh,
1: also, awesome. Lawrence Fishburne's wife in real life. So there are, there are these amazing scenes where these two amazing actors who are married are talking about one of them dying. And I just sat there, like, weeping, being like, nope, nope would never be able to do this you know what
0: I couldn't even cry when I was watching those scenes because they're so quiet like the silence between them is so they're brilliant like all of those scenes are brilliant the silence between them is so dense and heavy and it felt like neither of them were crying like I couldn't cry either
2: what's interesting is that was like the most real feeling the show had ever gotten yes everything else was like a fantasy but that
1: was real Yeah, that hurt
0: it was horrible
1: Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's it's an it's an incredibly horrible, and I think it's it's interesting because if it hadn't happened, it happens in the books that um, Jack Crawford's wife is uh, uh, has cancer, and I I think that if it hadn't happened in the books, Brian Fuller wouldn't have done it because it is too real. Yeah. Um. But but he kind of he he, he put it in, and he's really. I, I would have to say that Jack probably the only real character in the show. Not even Will. You know, I would say Jack is more human than pretty much anybody else.
0: I would say I would say Bella's more human than Jack.
1: I don't know. She's pretty, well, uh, and Cancer does this, um, she's pretty removed. Um, yeah. At that, like, emotionally, she's just, she's shutting down. Right. Yeah. I'm forgetting her name, but what about the other psychologists? Alana know? Bloom?
0: Alana yeah. Bloom. Yay! We should talk about team. her. I love like oh. her. <laughs> Alana Bloom is the only person who seems to want Will to be okay.
1: <laughs> yes. She's the only person who want anyone <laughs> to be okay. Um, yeah, that's Alana true. Is really interesting because she's based on a male character from the books who, <clears throat> I don't really, wasn't a character in the books, was he? I don't, Alan,
0: it, I mean, if he was, he didn't make an impact on me.
1: Yeah, he didn't make much of an impression on me. But in this, Alana is uh, the protege and, and colleague of Hannibal, and they're really good friends and kind of flirty friends, which is really disturbing. Um, but um, but Alana's relationship with with um, Hannibal, with Will, and also with Jack are really is really fascinating to watch, and she's you know again, Ryan Fuller is just really good at casting amazing actors. Because she could have very easily been kind of a Mary Sue character, and she's not. She's really fascinating.
0: I feel like she, so the way that she interacts with each of those three characters is, she and Hannibal kind of ping off of one another. They're colleagues, she respects him, she's intrigued by him, and Hannibal is just like a walking seduction. Like, whether you choose to view that sexually or otherwise, like, it's very hard not to be entranced by him. So I think she's intrigued and likes his attention. And I would too, if I didn't know that all the food was people Um, for will. I think that she's very protective of him because she respects him and thinks that he's smart, but she also recognizes that he's like so fucked up and damaged. And I, and she keeps saying that like, he's not her patient, but she knows that he probably should be, I think. Um, And I get the impression she looks at him and sees someone, like, you You can't even, like, where do you even begin to try and piece someone like that back together? So all she can do is, like, try to protect him from the outside world as much as possible. And primarily with Jack, I feel like they have a very antagonistic, respectfully antagonistic relationship, where oh, yeah. she keeps trying to play buffer between him and Will Graham, with less and less success, unfortunately, on that front. Well,
2: because she sees that Jack really doesn't give a shit about whether or not Will is going to spiral out yeah. violently. And she's all like, hey guys, remember that we're all people and human and don't damage each other, maybe? Yeah. But no one seems to listen
1: to her, which is kind of the saddest part of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's very she's very much the, um, what's the, Cassandra? She's the Cassandra role. Yeah, in-
0: that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah.
1: She keeps being like, this This shit's gonna blow up on your faces! And nobody's listening. No one listens. No. One Speaking listens. of kick-ass uh, female characters, can we talk about Abigail?
0: We have yeah. to ex- yes, but before we talk about Abigail, we have to talk about um, we have to explain the Abigail Hobbs. Yes.
1: So in the line. first episode, and uh, the the reason that the entire show is starts is uh, that there is a serial killer murdering young women in Minnesota, Montana, Minnesota,
0: Minnesota, because it's the Minnesota strike.
1: There you go, Shrike. Yes. Um, Sorry. Yeah, and, bird. Um, and Jack Crawford finds Will and is like, look, you're the only one I I know who can kind of do who can find him. So, long story short, Will does find him. And uh brings Hannibal along for, you know what, I'm not gonna be able to explain this at all. It's <laughs> just I'm like, well, there's this part that I forgot, and so somebody else tried to explain this. Um uh, the pilot's intense, man. <laughs> They're all intense. All of these episodes, I, like, Beat a cigarette afterwards. I know. I'm
2: having I'm, I'm having. dissonance trying to remember what happened in what order. Yeah. In so, my head, it's all sort of smashed together in this sort of prettiness. Yeah, basically.
1: So, okay, so let me see if I can do this really quick. Um, Jack hires Hannibal to make sure that Will is stable enough for uh for field work essentially yes. At least well, not what <laughs> <I laughs> learned hannibal lies because hannibal, like, this play thing looks like a lot of fun yes um, and hannibal basically invites himself along to minnesota to kind of ostensibly help out with the investigation but really he's just curious as to what's going on um he has i think it's never explicitly stated, but I think it's pretty clear that he has no actual interest in catching the serial killer. He just wants to watch Will do well, what he does. He doesn't want to catch the serial killer. He's the whole reason why the whole last act happens. Well, he, <laughs> yes. But the but the motivations behind what Hannibal does is, I think, open to inter- interpretation. And what we're talking about is...
0: He basically trolled the serial killing investigation. Is that, like, yeah. the best way to <laughs> phrase that? Like,
1: Yes. Basically, Will figure finds out who, uh, finds a lead, um, and Hannibal takes it upon himself to secretly call this guy, Garrett Jacob Hobbs, who is in fact the serial killer, and says, he, he simply says they know, and then he hangs up and smiles to himself and zooms off the screen. And the result of that is that Jared, blah, Garrett Jacob Hobbs murders his wife and then tries to murder his only daughter, Abigail, uh, before Will takes him down with, like, ten shots. But also,
2: Gary Jacob Hobbs yeah. was killing all
1: these girls because they reminded him of his daughter. So there's yeah. that whole... They, they, they well, all look exactly like Abigail. So that's interesting. <laughs> and uh, and so, so Abigail survives this. Um, her parents don't, but uh, Abigail survives. And uh, she and Will interesting incredibly screwed up familial relationship where basically abigail has two daddies <laughs> it's true though it really is like they it, both really
2: want to try and be the father figure as well mm-hmm. it's not yeah. just her doing that to them they're like ostensibly both vying for the daddy position Yeah, like,
3: sorry yeah so. uh, yeah like textually like it's it was acknowledged. They're like, we both feel super paternal about her. So that was interesting too.
1: And of course, because it's Hannibal, he's doing it in a incredibly disturbing, <laughs> horrifying way, uh, which she still actually appreciates. The, the thing that's really interesting about Abigail uh, Hobbs, is that she knows, or at least strongly suspects, but I think she knows that Hannibal's a serial killer. I
0: think yeah. that, I think that she knows.
1: Yeah, Definitely. And I don't think she's bothered by it in the least. (laughs) Well, I feel
0: like she's... Okay, so... When we say that they approach the familia obligation in very different ways, what we mean is Will just feels crushing guilt about her because he killed her father, whereas Hannibal is clearly grooming her to be... I don't know, like, a buddy, an assistant, like, an heir to his people-eating empire? Like, who the fuck knows? But, like, he gives her mushrooms. Like, my shrinks have never given me shrooms, like... (laughs)
2: <laughs> and meanwhile, Bloom is, again, the only person that's like, maybe we should fix her and help her live her
1: life, and everyone else is like, well, no.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's well, fine. It, and
1: Jack Crawford thinks that Abigail it, was helping her father kill the girls, was a um, was a willing participant in all of the murders. I'm sorry if I just killed the conversation, but I thought that was an important thing to think. Too. Well, so, can- no, it is, because it's,
2: it's a very antagonistic sort of situation that Will and Hannibal end up having to sort of deal with where Abigail is terrified of what has happened to her in her life and then she has these two people who are very fucked up trying to air quote help her (laughs) so it's sort of you know like where does she turn and how does she do it yeah
1: there's literally nobody in her life that's really good for her right now except Blue is but no one's listening to her because Cassandra yeah Yeah. (laughs) And she doesn't want to
2: listen to Blue because the way to get better is the hard way. And, and, you know, Hannibal's all like, let's do
1: shrooms.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, also, I think the the thing that we can't neglect to mention is that, uh, like, so her mom is dead. Her dad is dead. She literally has no one. At one point, she asks to go back to the house. And one of her father's victims, um, family members, attacks her at the house. She panics and kills him, like stabs him in the stomach. Like, as a panic, like, completely understandable PTSD reaction to, like, how fucked up her life has been. And Hannibal helps her hide the body. So, like, it, even if she wanted to listen to Alana at this point, like, she's really, like, jettisoned that possibility, you know? Like, she's never going to be able to be normal or recover in any sort of functional way. Like, she has literal blood on her hands, and there's, like, a body a, tying her and I Hannibal together.
2: something, I thought that the, the guy was the brother of the girl that um, Hannibal, Hannibal killed. Yeah, oh yes, three.
0: sorry, but he she thinks that know. he thinks that her father killed her or something oh, okay. like that. I was
2: like, wait a second, because there's that other thing is that Hannibal knows that he killed that other girl and he helps her hide the body of the family of the person that he actually killed. So it's, it's sort of a weird circular. Well, it's all like Hannibal
1: having destroyed her life as well. It's all talk about all the people that Hannibal murders in the course of the show. We're going to be here for like two hours. Oh my god, he just like kill like twenty people in one episode. He's
0: like killing, he's killing bitches left and right on this fucking show.
2: (laughs) He really is.
0: Like every time he cooks a fucking dinner, you're like, man.
2: (laughs) Okay, there's one thing I really want to talk about because we're sort of mentioning the dinners and him killing people. How goddamn beautiful all this food is. Oh my god, it's
0: so beautiful.
2: It's all people.
0: It's all people.
2: It's oh a, well, seriously, the art director on the show must just be out of his mind because this food is gorgeous.
1: Yep. Well, the 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 there's a specific woman who does all of the um, food dressing for the show. Yeah. And don't laugh, but her name is Janice. <laughs> and what? She yeah. has a website somewhere, and we'll we'll put the link up. Um, but she, and she gives the recipes for all of the
0: food. Yeah, and she'll tell you, like, what meat to use to make it most similar. And, like, they consult with Jose André, who used to be a chef at, was it El Bully? I think so, yeah. Um, which was once the best restaurant in the world. Like, it just fell off to, it just fell off to two to Noma, which should be losing its spot after giving, like, 80 people fucking botulism or something like that. But, um... (laughs)
1: Hold on, wait. We, ha- we have to. We have to hold while Prue has feelings about cuisine.
0: I have so many feelings about the food and the presentation of food and the feeding people on this show.
1: Yeah, another to... oh, day. Sort of yay, yay, yay food. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> the <laughs> reverb on that was really disturbing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was just a tiny little bit worrying. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I I think it's such an intri- it's such an interesting, it's such an important part of the show is. Mm-hmm the a the performance of Hannibal cooking like whenever yeah. Mott's has like one of those cooking scenes like they're the most distinctive and stylistic parts of the show right like who seriously does not have that scene from the pilot where he's like crushing the air out of the lungs uh. seared into their minds
1: well yeah yeah yeah
0: um <laughs> yeah. and then in the most recent episode where he's doing the bread pudding like the dessert like composing the plate and all of these things and The scene where, um, in the pilot, the first moment you realize there's going to be a deeper connection between Will Graham and Hannibal is when Hannibal brings him fucking homemade breakfast.
2: I had to pause the episode and, like, go take, like, walk around my living room, because I was like, oh my god, oh my god, it's people, and I can't deal with how good it looks.
0: It's people sausage, like... (laughs) Every people single
2: for the dogs. Everyone eats people in the show.
0: Everyone, obviously everyone eats people. Like it's cause Hannibal feeds everyone. And it's such like an interesting so first of all, like I have lots of feelings about food. I have lots of feelings about cooking. I have a lot of feelings about feeding people, because I love feeding people. Like feeding people is probably one of the most the purest and simplest acts of I think love and appreciation that you can do. Like when someone comes over to my house and I care about them, like I want to feed them, not necessarily because you're hungry or whatever, but because it makes me feel good to know that I can do this for you. And like food is very simple. Food is very honest. There's like nothing complicated about it, but food is also like, there's also an exchange that there's like a very bizarre sort of power exchange that sort of happens there. Like I fed you your mind now.
2: (laughs) Well, actually it's interesting that you say it that way because Hannibal always sort of has that look. I mean that, that, Hannibal gives Will a look in the first one, where when he first has like a bit of the people sausage,
0: and he's like, "Yes, good."
2: Smug, pleased look that just sort of like, I just sort of the essence of their relationship right
1: there.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, like you're, you've eaten that. Like your mind to keep now.
1: Well, and I think that there are different motivations for like Hannibal has distinct uh, and different motivations. For feeding different people, because within the show we've seen him feed uh, Jack Crawford, Jack and his wife uh, Alana, uh, a fellow serial killer, um, and Will. Well, yeah, oh, and Abigail too.
0: Abigail and also the oh, other people well, from the opera.
1: Exactly, but I think okay. some of them for like for Jack, for the people at the opera, for probably the serial killer guy that he had over for dinner. Um, it was. You know, he fed them people, but he fed them people in a way that was kind of disdainful.
0: Well, he also fed them people in a way that was performative. Like yeah, it, was very, it was very, it was very conquering. Um, like it was like be impressed by my prowess. Like look at my like white-gloved servers that I rented for the night. That sort of thing. Like you were meant yeah. to be awed by the performance. You were meant to be yeah. like blown away by the food. There was nothing particularly like this. Wasn't to feed their soul. Whereas when you look at when he's and that that reads through for Jack Crawford and Bella, that reads through for Alana as well. But when you watch the way that he feeds Hannibal and the sorry, when he feeds Will and the way that he feeds Abigail, it's a very different type of food exchange, I think.
1: Well, I think more like Abigail gets fed the, or uh, Alana gets fed the same way too. Like Hannibal makes beer for her, like that takes two years for him to make. And, like, and he doesn't drink beer. And, of course, the beer is people, somehow.
0: <laughs> I'm sure the beer is not... Let's the, not ask. Let's not I ask. I mean, maybe the yeast. When he feeds
2: those three, then when he feeds yeah. Jack or anyone else that they have shown exactly. them to do
1: it. Yeah. Like, I think that he does... He honestly thinks, like, that one day if they do find out that he's been secretly feeding them people, he wants them to be okay with it somehow. Or or whereas she, the other yeah. people... He would, he, would be, he would be happy if they were horrified by it. Does that make sense? I I think he wants to sort of, like,
3: implicate them in it, as well as, you know, obviously feeding them, like, because he likes them, or family-wise, or whatever. Um, He also wants them to, in the event that he is caught, he wants them to be like, oh, God, I willingly ate the food this man gave me, like, Mm -hmm. so that they feel bad about it, I think.
2: Oh, they even liked it. Yeah. They that they like his food, too.
0: Well, there's a a particular scene that speaks to this in... um, Silence of the Lambs where they're talking about like sort of just like a throwaway retrospective line where there was like a really shitty first violinist or uh, something like that. And he vanished and Hannibal held a dinner party where he fed everyone glorious sweetbreads. And after Hannibal had been caught, they went to talk to the head of like development or the head fundraiser for the orchestra to try and like get him to say something to implicate Hannibal. And the guy like, wouldn't say fucking shit, but then developed an eating disorder for the rest of his life and had to be institutionalized. And you think that, like, maybe that's kind of the end game for a lot of this shit.
2: Uh, I've always wondered, though, because Abigail's eating this food, and she's been eating food given to her by her father all these years. Wouldn't she recognize the taste?
1: I don't think the people
0: has a distinctive taste.
1: It's tastes like chicken. <laughs> I mean, if like I had dessert. dessert, it tastes like chicken.
0: Well, um, actually, there was a New York Times reporter. Or... Many years ago, who did engage in cannibalism for a story? Oh God! And he said that people taste like veal. Yep. Why do I know that? Sorry, guys. About
1: that, the implications of that. Oh, that's that. That yeah, that is terrible.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I shared that fact with you guys. All right, Uh,
1: I'm sort of
0: thinking
2: about the guy who engaged in it just for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that guy clearly liked journalism more than us.
2: <laughs> more than anything.
0: More than anything.
2: <laughs> well, I think I'm going to engage in cannibalism now for a story.
1: <laughs> Which, like, yeah, like, there's there's a lot of things that I would, well, there's nothing I would do for journalism because I'm not a journalist. But, like, for the story to tell, but I don't think I'd eat people.
0: Yeah, no, agreed.
1: Well,
3: yeah. it, anyway. Could, like, kill them. They were already dead but like oh, I so think
1: the story again, was this is this is a dead person on the side of the road that like you know no, they just kill person it's like the the exact wording I think was like
3: uh he just told someone to he told the chef or whatever that was cooking for him to procure him some meat <laughs> some human meat and the dude got it so I don't think anybody was actually killed it was probably like they
0: were dead already in a morgue or something. But I love how like my first thought is like that Sammy probably. Stop talking. I love how like my first thought was genuine. Like that's probably not very fresh. That's not yeah. the best way to do it. It'd be
3: gross. Aww. I mean, I'm just crazy. saying that that
0: body probably wasn't properly refrigerated up to standards for like me to be preserved. I'm just
2: hoping, sitting here, hoping it was like someone who donated their body to science or something.
0: Like I don't think eating God. is science.
2: But that's what I hope.
0: I know, but I I don't think that we're right. <laughs> Just
1: literally sitting here <laughs> with the <in> hands. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wanting this to stop. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, know, fine. It's not
2: going to stop. It's going to be every episode.
0: Let's talk about Hannibal. Let's talk about the latest episode. Let's talk about where we think the show is going.
2: Let's talk about the fashion.
0: Well, obviously if you talk about Hannibal,
2: freaking awesome. Last episode, was so awesome.
0: She's awesome in every episode. She's in yeah. every
2: episode ever, and
1: the re- and what it means for him to be going and talking to her and telling her what he is. Gillian yeah. yeah. Anderson, by the way, plays uh, Doctor. I think De Bouvier or something. De like
0: Maurier.
1: Yes, De Morier. Thank you. Who is Hannibal's shrink?
0: And who yeah. we found out. I <laughs> know we found out in the last episode has closed up general practice after she was attacked by a patient. Who Hannibal probably ate. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Definitely, definitely. He ate.
0: definitely ate that guy.
2: <laughs> so we do know that Hannibal does have some sort of, like, idea of, uh, I'm gonna, I want to say loyalty, but it's not the word I'm looking for.
0: Well, I mean, the, the thing about Hannibal Lecter is that he's always eaten people who offended him on some level. Yeah. It's never like it's not the way that we typically viewed like historical cannibalism where it's like an act of conquest or something like the feeding others is his act of conquest, right? Like he like, that's why the show's tagline on Twitter is disturbingly enough. It's the rude. Yeah. Like he ate that shitty violinist. He eats people. He finds offensive. He ate her fucking patient because he attacked her. And he thought that that was very impolite. Like that's his, that's, that's how he rolls.
2: That's kind of amazing.
0: Yeah, like, in a very wrong way.
1: As much that, like, one of the things that I find interesting is that, like, I I love watching the show. I would never, ever, ever want to, like, meet Hannibal. I would never really want to meet almost any of the characters.
0: I would want to meet Alana.
1: Maybe the CSI people. Alana. (laughs) Definitely Alana, yeah. And maybe Abigail. But, like...
0: No, because Abigail is definitely (laughs) being trained. Yeah,
1: yeah. Still, I, I I outweigh her. I
0: could take her. <laughs> just kidding. I'm I'm just like I just like I see her and like the crazy is strong in that one. I'm just saying. <laughs>
2: well, she's already halfway there just to start with. So
0: yeah, it's true. And like she's, she's gonna she's- keep growing up with Hannibal as like her mother figure, feeding her shrooms and people. So like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Abigail, the future's so bright. You gotta wear shades. Yeah, like
0: I just like. <laughs> Those shades are made of people also. Like, I just don't really see a lot of...
1: No, exactly. So one of the things that I was really entranced by the very first time I saw the the show is not just Hannibal's kind of presentation, but his physical appearance. Yes. Because Hannibal dresses in a way that is really weird. But, like, beautifully put together, but just incredibly... Ornate. Oh, like any other kind of fashion that's out there.
0: Very ornate.
1: Very ornate. Very old-fashioned. Um, well, half of that is, I think, performance as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Just, uh, he, he's putting forth this idea of who he is when you see him, and, you know, it's almost like you he, he's almost untouchable in a way that he is so put together and so elegant and so refined. Mm-hmm. And I think that at some point, like, some people just sort of assume he's better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's the same way that, like, when you, I'm sure we've all had this feeling before, like, when you really need to go into, like, an intimidating situation, the clothes you wear can, like, make you, they feel like armor.
1: Yeah. And, well, and, I, and I think that that's a very feminine thing to do, to, like, think of your clothing as armor. But I think that Hannibal really does adopt that, which I think is also very interesting, I, you don't see a lot of men who like on the show. There are no men who take any care of the, in their appearance other than Hannibal. Jack Crawford, too, uh, yeah. I would argue that Jack
3: does. Like he gets like the peacoats and the and the uh, pattern ties and stuff, and he matches.
1: He's really, really trying to look. Like, not, like, I think Belly, I think Bella bought most of that for him. Yeah, but it's
0: still it's still like a look that he consents to being part of. I think that we're just distracted because Will looks like such like a sweaty hot mess all the fucking time. Oh
3: God, he dresses like a dad.
0: He dresses like a homeless dad.
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's not it's even a dad. Good, it's a thing it's a really good thing. That that Nancy is as good looking as he is. Yeah. Like yeah. Will Graham visibly smells <laughs> possibly
2: a wet dog.
0: Definitely so a mean, wet dog. Like
2: absolutely a
0: wet dog. Like, that is the guy who, like, even though there's an empty seat next to him on the subway, is twitching too hard for you to sit next to him.
2: I think uh, think that's why Hannibal likes him so much, is just so, he's such a, like, a good plaything, even I am, like, you're making this too easy, Will, you're so... so innocent and so not at the same time. So, it's interesting, like, just how Hannibal views Will in general in the show. Like, that's a weird dynamic for both of them.
0: Well, I mean, that's, I think that's interesting and worthy of discussion. Like, Lapagus, you said that you don't think that Hannibal views Will as a friend. Like, talk about this.
1: Well, I think that I, I, I think that for somebody like Hannibal, there aren't, people don't really exist. There, no. there isn't anyone like him. Right. So the idea of him having friends is like the idea of him having being friends with one of Will's dogs. You know, he's he's not he's not able to do that or not able but he's not interested, I think, in doing that. Um in a way that we would recognize, right? I um, think that one of his expressions of friendship is, you know, by you know, sending Will off to almost get uh, killed by another serial killer so uh, true is kind, of, is kind of evidence of that because it, it's a really, it's really interesting because in that episode, Hannibal sends Will off possibly to his death yes. and then the very next scene he's talking to his therapist saying, you know, I start, I'm starting to see the possibility of friendship. And a lot of people think that he's being sincere in that scene with his therapist, and I don't think he's being sincere at all. I don't think that he's. Well, so, be- uh, Lepageus, be- I thought he was talking about Tobias.
2: That that was going to be his friend.
0: No, I thought he was talking about
1: Will. He he was well, about well. Well, I thought he was
2: talking about, later talk about well, but when he first mentions, like,
1: I have a possibility of friendship. I thought he was talking about this. Well, serial he was killer talking person. about both of them. He says, for the first time I see the possibility of friendship, I met a man who's interested in being my friend, but I'm not interested in being his friend, but he made me curious. Yes, and, and that
0: opened up the up door now. for him to start thinking about friendship, yes. which is where he arrived at Will Graham.
1: Or, well, where he said he arrived at Will Graham. I don't... I mean, I don't think that anything that Hannibal has said has been truthful yet in the entire episode, in the entire show. Right. Well, there's a couple of times, but not very much. So, you know, that's one of those, um, uh, it, it, again, it's it's really open to interpretation because Mickelson is so good at portraying all of these layers of Hannibal. And there's just so much that we haven't seen about his motivations. Yeah. You know, like, we don't have any idea why he warned Garrett Jacob Hobbs at, that somebody was coming. We kind... We, we, we've got guesses, but he's hasn't said anything about it. Yeah. Uh, we have no idea why he's adopting Abigail Hobbs. We have no idea why he flirts with Alana. There's, you know, there's just a lot going on with, with Hannibal. And I don't think that the straightforward explanation of Hannibal wants to be friends with Will is... Uh, holds water, just because we've never seen anything straightforward from this character in the past eight episodes, so why would this be straightforward, either? I, I don't... have
2: a feeling that he's really fond of Will, but in so much as one is fond of, like, a favorite toy. Yeah. Or, it's you know, your favorite lab rat. Yeah, like, he likes Will well enough as that he can, in so much, get to the feeling of liking someone. Mm-hmm. And he likes Abigail, but I think he, he views them
1: not as equals to himself yeah well and i mean can we talk about spoilers for the book yes okay i I don't
0: think we can this is like spoiling the fucking bible at this point like
1: yeah i was gonna say so so the end so what happens in red dragon and what happens even before the events of red dragon because red dragon opens with hannibal lecter in jail um but hannibal lecter tries to kill will yes and that's absolutely going to happen on the show and so, you know, we can talk about him wanting to be friends with Will and and being fond of Will and whatever. It's still going to end the same way with Hannibal saying, "Nope, gonna stab you in the in the heart." Well, doesn't Will do something that Hannibal sees as rude? No.
0: no. In the original no. book, no. In the original book, they actually don't interact that much. No. Um it's basically what is like the second time that they've interacted that Will Graham figures out that yeah. Hannibal is a killer and then Hannibal like tries to murderate him in the fucking hallway what,
1: what happens with miriam lass yeah in the show is, is what, what
0: happens, happens with Will? yeah but except for but will survives yes. it like not well but he survives it
1: yeah. so and then and i was about to say what what happens in the in the in the red dragon is that will goes to top Lecter in in the uh psych ward basically being like i need your help profiling this other serial killer he says something actually fairly innocuous that Lecter takes offense at for no real reason. Um, and Lecter uses that as a reason to set another serial killer onto Will. And that's the person who, and that's, that's the quote unquote rudeness that Lecter uses as justification to, well, I, uh, to get I feel like, I feel, like, I
0: feel like the thing is that Hannibal is consistent within himself. Like whether or not we can understand, Like, whether or not we can understand what he thinks is rude is rude is inexplicable, right? Like, someone has said before, like, you cannot call Hannibal Lecter a sociopath, you can't call him a psychopath. He's not, he's uncategorizable, and that is why he's such an intriguing and enduring literary character. Mm -hmm. So, I think that, like, he genuinely did think that Grant in the book was being rude, and that's what, like, marked him for death i think that the same way that i looked at you know i think about that and it's like i can't even remember what he fucking said it can it can't have been that bad um is the same way that like really that guy like that violinist was so awful you had to like fucking feed his sweetbread to like everybody on the that's
1: benjamin ratsville remember yeah
0: but you know what i mean like
1: actually pretty awful person right and there are
0: various awful people that he kills But then there are also people who aren't awful, but that like fall within the same like unacceptability range for him. And I think that trying to puzzle out whether or not he's actually sticking to like the eat the rude thing is like going to make you crazy because I feel like he believes that he's doing it. Uh And the safest way to view it is that like from my point of view, I think that Hannibal does want to be friends with Will or does want Will to be a friend, although he may not actually know how to do that. Um, And I think that that scene where he's, like, yes, yeah, sending him after the other serial killer was, I mean, is insofar as anything, it could be, like, a trial, right? Like, if Will survived that, then, like, all right, then, um, I'm going to oh, make I'm you my friend. I'm 100%
2: sure it was a test. Yeah. A test just to see if Will could figure it out. Yeah. Because he knew what Tobias had already told him what was going to happen if anyone came, came looking for him. So he was testing Will... Will's ability
0: to survive, I think. Yeah, like is Will interesting enough? I feel like in a weird way, and this is like really dark. Like this is the same way that like we as friends will like tell each other to like read the worst fanfic in the world. Like, <laughs> like this is really fucking scarring. I dare you to do it. Like, hey, go check out this guy. He's making instrument strings out of dead people. Like for Hannibal, like that's the same sort of thing as like sloing through a story.
2: Yeah, but do you tell them it's, te- it's as terrible as it is going in? Because he didn't.
0: No, I don't. Like sometimes I'll just send people stories. I was like, "Hey, you should really read this."
1: Oh, yeah, that's why I always look at any link that you send me, and I'm just I, I slowly back away because I'm like, <laughs> I know you. I am the, the Will really- Graham to your Hannibal.
0: <laughs> I'm fine the with that.
1: I got, though, is
2: at least from the fandom at large, is that in the books that Hannibal isn't as likable as he has
1: been on the show? He's not. No, he's not. He's... Well, cuz he's he's much he's much different because he's in different circumstances. And that's something th- that's worth talking about because if the series progresses to the point where Hannibal goes to jail. Yeah. Which will happen in like season 3 at the latest. Um th- that Hannibal is much different because that Hannibal is no has has no reason to have a facade anymore cuz he's in he's in jail for life as far as he knows. Yes. He will never go out. So what's the point of, you know, pretending to be uh, whatever it is that he's pretending to be right now, a gentleman?
0: Well, it's also like, I feel like for a person like Hannibal, going to jail, losing his agency and losing his, the beautiful objects that he surrounds himself with Mm. would be terrible. Like, it would be humiliating, not just to have been caught, but to be caught by the disgusting who is that guy like the warden at the criminally insane place like the one he's Uh, revolting and he they did an amazing job casting him and i don't know who the actor is but he played it perfectly
1: he's fantastic he was
0: so good he was instantly repulsive and that's exactly how he needs to be like the way
2: he was looking at will in that scene is just you can tell just by body language that everything about that was just
0: gross
1: Oh yeah. I wanted to take a shower after that. No, scene.
0: the whole right, exactly. The entire scene was gross. But like to have someone like Mods playing his version of Hannibal under that guy's control, like that's gonna be so interesting. One of the things that we've like needed to discuss from like moment one of this podcast is we've spent so long talking about like murders and like the ambiguity of everybody on this canon and the books, and now we should talk about the fandom. <laughs> How to describe Hannibal fandom? Well,
1: there's a great there's a great post going around uh, that I think actually encapsulates the entirety of fandom, and I should find it uh, and and give uh, Prue a link. But somebody made the observation that Hannibal is such a dark and twisted and you know psychologically damaging show, and the fandom is just like. And then they have a little picture of Hannibal, and underneath it has as if as if this is the actual you know lines being said. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take. This <laughs> is basically what the fandom is. I mean, you get this this fan art and uh, and stuff like that that's just hilariously cracky Yes. and cracky. Yeah.
2: I think one of my favorite posts on Tumblr was like uh, a side by side Vader Zim and Will's Dream with the what did you call him his butterfly?
0: Dire stag.
1: Dire stag. <laughs> Which we never it's... actually explain, but whatever. It's just a manifestation no, 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 of
0: his crazy. Like, there's no yes. explanation for that shit.
1: That's nope. always been the,
2: the, the fandom to me, because everyone's sort of like that moose in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Winchester? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. It, it, you look at it and you go, yes, yes, that's the show. Yeah. That's the fandom's reaction to the show. Well, and one of the great things about this fandom is how involved and how non-cringingly involved the creators and the actors and the writers are in the fandom.
0: Brian Fuller. Brian oh tweets. my god.
1: Brian Fuller's tweets. <laughs> Brian Fuller will will uh retweet enthusiastically uh people's submissions of fan art and I think fanfic. Uh, I
0: don't think he's done fanfic yet. Because okay. if he had done fanfic, I would have felt a great disturbance in the force <laughs> as <laughs> if he A thousand lost souls lost lost had the- cried out at once and then suddenly been silenced. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: It is indeed the darkest timeline. <laughs> you think
0: I'm joking, but I have really, really, like, I really enjoy Brian Fuller. I really enjoy his tweets, but I spend almost every single day, every time I see his, like, fucking, like, weird Twitter icon of him and his taxidermy fox, like, just clawing at my face.
1: But yeah, and understandably so and you know.
0: Oh my god, now I'm checking. Oh god. <laughs> I'm so worried. Continue though. There's
1: a point where the writers can't actually
2: do anything with fanfic just because like legally, legal stuff?
0: Oh yeah, out, that's true. But cool. f- fan art's okay. And he, t- he like he doesn't just tweet like pick he he tweets like Abigail has two daddies and shit like that because he's <laughs> yeah. trying to ruin my life.
2: Oh, also like everything is people yeah the beer's people beer. people the people sausages people sauce, all the people the table
0: yes. is people the
2: table. no that's mahogany <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was good that's funny four for you
0: four for you glenn coco four for you <laughs>
1: But not just but Brian Fuller cause um uh
0: the girl who plays Abigail Hobbs, I think her name is yeah. Casey something.
1: Casey Roll, Roll oh, she's Fabulous is adorable and is also and actually she has been very uh upfront about the fact that she's read Hannibal fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, And it's great, right, guys. We love it. So you oh, know, you sweet Summer Child. Yeah. Well yeah. so, no, I think she's probably, you know, has another name that and she's actually in fandom. She seems <laughs> a
0: nerd yeah she does she's also she seems like fairly twitter adept and like fairly smart about the whole thing i just every single person you're right associated with the creation of the show is like incredibly charming very generous to the fans and seems to be aware that they should be grateful for the kind of attention that they're getting and like the sort of passion of the people who are watching the show yeah
1: yeah there's there's a there's a there's a respect for the fandom that is very uh, unusual in in any show, but it's particularly a network show. Um, most most shows either hold their numb off, uh, you know, at you know ten feet, arms length type of way, or they make fun of it. Yeah. Um, and, and Cannibal doesn't do either of those things, and that's really really nice. Yeah, and I feel know? like
0: I feel like they seem to have a good grasp of what sorts of things like fandom would be embarrassed to have highlighted and what sorts of things like we're like oh god that's kind of weird but okay Uh and they walk that line very intelligently
2: yeah i'm actually surprised it's as positive as it was because i remember when the pilot was just you know being shown at WonderCon and it was available online um i mean the old fandom handle fandom and the new fandom seemed to be clashing and i thought that was gonna set the tone but it's actually turned very positive
0: well, yeah. I feel like everyone kind of looked at this and recognizes that it's a. Re- and this is just like me being sort of mean, but I don't feel like the way that some genre show old school fans react to a reboot is, I think, very unique to like the sort of fanish mentality that goes along with it. So I don't think that there was going to be like an old track fans being furious about new Trek reaction from the book fandom. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: I because well, th- book fandoms tend to be pretty low key, you know, they're not, mm-hmm. unless they're, they're game not
0: not. Well, and also there's not like there. I'm, I, it would be wrong to say that there's no existing like quote unquote fandom. I'm sure there is. I just wasn't aware of it, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's not really like a show that had like major LJ communities and like a super strong Tumblr thing. And then, Suddenly yeah, it's this, not like
1: Harry Potter. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then this this thing has come in and like broken all of like our fanishly established canon. Like, no, like it's a book that everyone sort of loved. There might have been an existing fandom, and it was small but passionate. And we just like if they hate it, we probably just don't know about it because mm-hmm. we're just not looking in the right places.
2: I did see a couple posts right at the beginning, but it seemed they they seem to have either like they like the show and have continued on, or they've just quieted down. But it was interesting that I did see a couple. People who are, not so much the books, but the movies.
0: I can I can I sort mean, of see that.
2: I mean, Lupica had a post on her Tumblr, like, way back in the day, but it was like, don't you know children watch this? Or it was something along the lines of, don't gay up Hannibal and Will, or... There's some post about that. I mean, like, that's... I didn't state that, did I?
0: No, I'm sure someone no, else no, is it posting that.
2: No, no, not you. You reblogged it with hilarity, because someone was <laughs> complaining... Um, About how people were gonna gay up this, and that don't you realize children watch this? Oh my god, I hope
0: children aren't watching this. <laughs>
2: Which, I'll, everyone is sort of like, Hannibal, really? Children? That's your argument here?
0: I feel like it's kind of like an overall positive experience in terms of like the fandom itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even though, like, face clawing, if Brian Fuller starts wrecking fanfic, I will like probably have to like dig my own eyes out of my head, like that sort of thing happening. <laughs> Especially because, like, seriously, like, if you only know Hannibal through the fandom, it's gonna be like a cold fucking day, like, when you actually watch the show. Like,
3: what the fuck is this? You're gonna be
0: so goddamn confused. You're gonna be like, what do you mean everything's people isn't funny? Like, why, why is this so dark? Why am I upset? Why am I cold and alone? Like, it's just a very different tenor than the fandom itself, which appears primarily to be, like, best summed up by the Korean promo of Hannibal. Which is, like, all... Spark- and we'll link to this, because this thing is, like, not to be missed. But it's basically, like, Korea is very, very excited about Hannibal and likes it a lot. And has decided to... A whole to ex- lot. And has decided to express this the way that, like, fandom has decided to express this, with, like, sparkles and flowers. Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> Just... He's a cannibal, guys. Like... He eats a lot of people.
2: They apparently don't seem to have a problem with that thing.
0: I guess. I mean, like fandom apparently doesn't seem to have a problem with it in general. Did you not? Oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call. It's officially time for us to like answer some questions. Oh
1: god. That we got Are there people who actually care about what we have to say about
0: this. I care about what we have to say about this. <laughs> First question yeah. from Ragbone Hair. Uh, should I feel bad for wanting to time Mads Mickelson up and bite him?
2: No, what? absolutely not. I used to feel bad, but then you guests beat
1: that out of me. <laughs> I didn't beat that out of you. I just showed pictures of you uh, back in, during his career as a dancer. Because Mad Mikkelsen <laughs> used to be a dancer.
0: That's right.
2: Valorina. No, no, you showed me pictures of him smoking and all the smoke being around his face without his shirt on, and it was just... Oh, yeah. It was,
0: and then what? You got all confused and turned around.
2: <laughs> yes. I didn't know what was happening anymore. I was very lost. <laughs> I think mostly after that, she was just sending me pictures, and I was just cussing her, cussing her out.
0: That's you that's were, my I primary just, relationship with her, so, you know.
2: Yeah, pretty
0: much. All right, so, no, you are not. You can perv on him as much as you want. In um, fact, you might enjoy it. I'm sure he will. I'm sure his wife will also kill you. But I was
1: about to say, actually, I, I know a really hilarious story about Mickelson. Yes? There is a young woman in Denmark who wrote a, perf- like, and, and got it professionally published, and it's a bestseller in Denmark, a story about her fantasies of having sex with Mickelson.
0: Can we, like, should I learn Danish? Like, because I can no. do that for a couple of people.
1: No. Man. No. Man, it. No, it are you good. sure? Yes. Come on. No. Why are you
0: always trying to keep me down?
1: Because you need to stay down. God, I hate yeah. all three of you so much. Maybe right I'll now.
0: just take Fifty Shades of Gray and find replace <laughs> the names.
1: Fifty Shades of Mads.
0: Oh my God! Would 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 the greatest story in the world not be if I took Fifty Shades of Gray, find replaced it with Will Graham and Hannibal? <laughs> I would it just see how bad it would get. Um, okay, next question from Shuper. Am I the only one not completely convinced by Hugh Dancy's acting? Yes.
2: Yes. I can...
0: <laughs> I, uh,
2: he just seems broken. I think it's working.
0: <laughs> I can sort of see where Shuper is coming from, though. Like, um... But I think that maybe what it is is... Like, we were discussing how, like, no one really seems like a real character on that show. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the problem. Like, he's very much all he is is a bundle of neuroses and like you kind of have to overplay that hand yeah. in order to work as Will Graham. Yeah.
2: Well, he doesn't seem to have very much else but it, which
1: it, it lends to your point there.
0: Yeah. 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 But yeah, I.
1: still don't know very, we don't actually, we don't really know anything about kind of anybody's past or, you know, personality or origin stories. I mean, we know that Will used to be a cop back yeah. in kind of the, Big past, and he's now a professor. Yeah. We also know about his dad taking him from like lake to lake to go fix the boat stuff. Exactly. That's um, about it. Yeah, but there's but there's not a lot of like you usually get a lot of kind of backstory on characters uh, in a way that kind of forces you to care about them. Yeah. And none of the characters on Hannibal have had that, uh, and uh, that that does make their characters a little bit more. I don't know.
0: Challenging, like, I guess.
1: Well, I think that all of the characters are really two dimensional in a really good way. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it any better than that, but they're all very much, you know, we, we keep harping on how beautiful the show is and how artistic it is, but the characterizations are also really artistic too. Yeah. So, Hugh so Dancy okay. does that, you know, really well.
0: No, agreed. And I, I would say that like, I think the set direction, the art direction and the music, fills in the rest about the characters like i didn't realize that we knew nothing about his backstory really until we started talking about it just now because like in my head i have like a really vivid fulsome backstory for him that i'm just reading into like his sad crappy house and wolf trap and like why he has fucking seven dogs and clearly stole a neighbor's dog like That's in funny. the pilot yeah like funny. i remember watching that was it you Lepagus that i was IMing with and we were like did he just steal someone's dog
1: Yep. I think he yep. stole
0: someone's dog.
1: <laughs> Although apparently Winston, well, okay, we should talk about the fact that Winston also has a Twitter. Um, oh, yeah,
0: Winston Graham.
1: Twitter, dogs, dogs with yep. Twitters uh, is kind of my favorite thing in the world. The, the the running theory between me and somebody, I can't remember who, it might have been Sam, is yeah. that Winston murdered his whole family. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: That's me. <laughs> and that's why he's so attracted to Will. <laughs>
3: High five, Sam. High five. I still believe that.
0: I, I, I'd buy it.
1: I was about to say, what did you talk about when we didn't talk about Freddy?
0: Oh my god, we have to fucking Freddy. I
1: was about to say, I think that might pain crew on a, on a- No, I
0: love Freddy as a character. Like, she is marvelous. Yeah. Yes, because like, only a brilliant character can make me hate her with such violent oh nuclear god. anger.
1: Hate her and then
0: envy her hair at the same time. I don't, I can't pull that, like, that's too high maintenance for me, but it you looks know, really beautiful can't on pull her. That off, but, yeah. You know, she um, has curly
1: really hair, and we're,
0: you know. But quick rundown on Freddie Lowndes, yes. who um, was also a male character in the books.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: but is brilliantly played by an actress who, like, name I'm forgetting, but she's so good. Lara Jean
1: course, I think.
0: She's yeah. so good. But basically, um, Freddie is a complete muckraking crime journalist and runs uh, a crime website called like Tatler or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And she's like obsessed with, um, she's obsessed with basically the crimes that Will Graham and the FBI investigate. And she takes no prisoners, has apparently zero moral compass or ethical basis of anything is constantly sneaking onto crime scenes <laughs> happy to use blackmail, lie extensively, generally be an incredible shit stain of a human being, and the worst fucking journalist of all time, and she's brilliant. Like, a fabulous character. If I saw her in the street, I would punch her in the dick.
1: She's very slimy.
0: She's so slimy.
1: Which is a really great thing to see a female character be, because you don't, you see a lot of like male like Chilton is a very slimy character as well yeah you see Chilton type characters you know pretty frequently I can I cannot think of another Freddie Lowndes character
0: exactly because whenever you think of female characters that you sort of like dislike you dislike them because they're sexualized like in any other show like Freddie would be like using using her beauty In order to like gain access to these things, whereas she's just using her complete lack of morals and conscience
1: to do mm-hmm. it, it feel instead. betrayed
2: by her almost because you're not expecting it and then you are and you're like oh but
1: you're so awful yeah <laughs> she's just and the worst she is and she's so kind of smarmy and like she like she'll call Will you know nuts to his face and then literally five minutes later be like, oh, I'm so sorry I did that. She's very much like the, the mean cheerleader girl that you remember from high school who would say awful things about you and then be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that hurt your feelings.
0: Master and, manipulator.
1: Yes, very manipulative. You really need to lighten up, man. I just was a joke. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And just, yeah, and it's really fun to watch because you don't get to see that, you know, archetype hardly ever.
0: Yeah, and she's she's just wonderfully played that yeah. characters I how
1: Hannibal calls her out
2: on that in one um in that one great scene where he has her sit next to her on, next to him
1: on the couch oh and you think she's lunch like oh god I really thought she
0: died I can't wait until she is lunch like <laughs>
1: she's I, not remember I, she doesn't get killed by him well
0: I mean the I, the show could divert from the books
1: that's very true but I don't think it's going to I just like
0: I want him to eat her so badly like not for a <laughs> so long she... time
2: freddy's red dragon am i getting that confused with yeah, something else red, red, dragon. red dragon
3: yeah yeah
0: like i don't want him to eat her like now i want him to eat her like three seasons from now <laughs> like i want my hate to build up to some sort of like volcanic pinnacle so that like when he does eat her it's gonna be fucking orgasmic for me i'm gonna be like yes
1: he, does, he eventually eats chilton
0: it's not the same it's just so hard to please crew. Jesus. I just, I just, it's okay that he eats Chilton. I'm happy about that.
1: You have needs, though. I just, I
0: really need him
1: to eat Freddy. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Sweet. And I love how,
0: like, this is the first time I've ever referred to like a guy really needing to eat a lady, and I don't mean that in like a cunnilingus sense.
1: Most of our conversations, you know, devolve towards that. Um, Next question. Okay. Next question. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. He has to eat
0: her. Okay. Next <laughs> question from. Uh, Adam S. Ransom is. Am I the only person noticing the correlation between ties and machismo on that show? It's like wardrobe is signaling ball size.
2: God, this is a dude. This is a dude. I don't know. Like
0: we got like we have special listeners. I'm
2: really thinking about the size of Lawrence Fishburne's ties in the show, and I need to go lay down. No. Oh!
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's probably got, like, two tennis balls in that nutsack. God! I was really good up until now! I wonder if the ties are also descriptive of the type of balls.
1: Like, like like mats are really,
0: like, elegant and European. Maybe there's, like, some way to have avant-garde testicles. I don't really know. There's, like, a lot of pattern matching.
1: (laughs) I'm literally just staring at the computer screen. Willing the past 20 seconds would not happen. <laughs> I'm crying!
0: <laughs> Are you crying actual tears? Yes! No, you're crying actual
1: tears. <laughs> uh, uh. Every time I come on Slash Report, I regret it. <laughs>
0: Next, Next question. question! Next question, okay. That is from Daisy Diversions. Has anyone written the inevitable fried green tomatoes AU yet?
1: Oh, my God. I hate it and want it so much. <laughs> I was about to say, isn't... I, I seem to recall in fried green tomatoes, there is some cannibalism, isn't there?
0: Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yes.
1: Yes. Oh, I was, was <laughs> going to say, pick up that gauntlet. I... No. Who? Not it. Not I'm, Also not it. Not it. Not it.
0: That what? you were still last, bro. Fuck.
1: <laughs> In between your recaps, you're gonna have to. Sweet- <laughs> I feel
0: like, okay, guys, let's all check into "Hey, Don't Judge Me" for the <laughs> next recap after this one, because I will fully expect that in between all the other sassy things that you say, to read "Fried Green Tomatoes" AU fan fiction of Hannibal.
1: Now would wait, wait, wait. Now would will it be Ruth or would will it be what's your name? Iggy.
0: You know what? I don't care. Surprise me.
1: I feel like Hannibal would be a
2: G. <laughs> yes, yeah. I actually am going
1: to co-sign that one. Okay. Remember this is Daisy dickheaded. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Daisy. Go die in a fire. Well played.
0: <laughs> I like you. You can hang around, Daisy. I like it when movie. any of our listeners trolls our guests. So we got one question from the Fangirl Confessional um understandably someone associated with hannibal fandom wants to be anonymous um and the question is hi guys love the podcast so happy you're doing hannibal episode my question is where are all the sentinel guide thick i know that this will make prue rage but will is a character that explicitly gets overwhelmed by his surroundings and hannibal is an actual psychiatrist i mean come on there are not too many dots to connect on this dick-shaped path first of all a plus on dick-shaped path
1: yeah Actually, um, I, I, I like this anonymous person. A-cluts. I do too.
0: I really enjoy how she phrased this. On the other hand, like this is probably my biased point of view, but I don't necessarily know that there's like a lot of crossover between the people who are really into Sentinel and the people who are into what Hannibal portrays itself.
1: I was about to say, Exhibit M Klutz is not in this fandom. I mean, I, I think that's I think that's definitely true. That there is a good um, basis for it, but. I mean, Hannibal doesn't have that much fic anyway. Like, there isn't a high school AU either. Thank Christ.
0: Uh, now you've um, made it happen. Now it's I real. I was say,
1: you know what? I've just, like, ruled... What it, what's the uh, rule? Isn't it's it rule
0: 34? 34. You've ruled 34 it.
1: No, that's the porn That's the porn rule. Fine,
0: you've ruled it.
1: <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've ruled 338 it.
0: Subsection... It's- penises. I I mean, I'm sure that here's the reality of it. The internet's a big, terrible, dark hole of like pussies and wangs. And I'm sure that it's there somewhere insofar as why it's not a larger trope that sort of like has floated to the top of the trope mountain. I think the other part that's necessary in terms of Sentinel guide Thick is even if you start with like a, an, an antagonistic pair, there has to be some level of deep caring at the base of it. And this is me saying that having read like a couple of Sentinel fix like, long before I knew better, right? But, like, I think that at its heart, Hannibal is not that type of show. Like, no. as we see increasingly, as we edge toward the finale, like, Hannibal Lecter does not have, like, a secret bleeding heart where he loves Will.
1: Well, I think, yeah, exactly. I think that there's there's never going to be any reveal of, you know, ride together, die together um, Well, type I... of mentality, which is kind of necessary for a Sentinel fic to, to really work.
0: Well, I do, I disagree with you in the sense that I believe that there is that mentality, but I feel like it's in the worst possible way.
1: Which was sort was, of I feel like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing where Hannibal's like, you know, I'll jump if you jump and, you know. And we'll then he jump, pushes
0: Will. Exactly, um, and then Hannibal. Like, literally. Um, but the second half of the Anon's question is, also, I wonder how you guys feel about watching a TV show where it is widely known that the bromance developing between these two characters will inevitably end in tragedy and ruin do you think the TV series will deviate from the books in this regard? Or do you think that we should just gird our loins for all the tears all the time? This is something that I've been meaning to discuss. And I don't know that like we touched entirely when we talked about fandoms in Hannibal, Mm -hmm. but I genuinely feel real sad for a lot of the people who come from like the more, I don't know, like traditional like media shows where they're like, Oh my God. Like even if you never have your bromance or your like slash pairing explicitly codified on the show, like, at least you can see them as like staying friends or like staying relevant in each other's lives, and like to the Anon, I don't. I think that the TV series has already deviated from the books, but I don't think it's going to deviate from the books in the fashion that like Hannibal and Will are going to be happy together.
1: I was going to say yeah. One of my one of my tags on this uh, for this show is the epic breakup of two thousand fourteen, um, because I assumed that it would happen in the second season, but it has to. That- I, well, I was about to say that the breakup may happen in the season finale. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I I agree. I think I think it's actually a lot of fun to see a sh- uh, to see a show where you know all of because a lot of the bromance tropes are here in this um, in this show, um, but it's it's explicitly stated. You know, this does not mean what it would mean anywhere else,
0: right? You and know, every probably. time that you do try to like. I and I see people on the internet struggle to like reinterpret this and like find a glimmer of hope, but like every time you try, all I can come away with is like, guys, come on, <laughs> like, oh honey, no, this is this is not working, it's not yeah. working. And I mean, like, we recorded the first part of this episode prior to even the encephalitis uh, yeah. reveal, right? And so Well
1: I knew, but I I, I,
0: I told you I would kill you if you spoiled it. me for it. So basically, exactly. like at the point we're recording this question now on June fifteenth, which means we just saw the second to last episode for the season, which like spoilers, <sighs> stuff gets worse. I was about Will. to say
1: R. I. P. Georgia, we hardly knew ye and I loved you. So. Yeah,
0: she was wonderful. Everything gets terribleer. Like, if you loved anyone on the show, they're probably either dead or on their way to being dying, and it's fascinating, but, like, they truly nailed, it's not even a sociopath, like, he's uncategorizable, like, evil that lives inside of Hannibal Lecter, and it's, it's marvelous, but no, you'll be miserable, and I think we all will. I was gonna say,
1: (laughs) which... And and to to people's credit, because I've had this conversation with a couple of people, notably um, Cthonical on uh, Tumblr and Twitter, who's uh, really fun to um, talk to, about Hannibal with. We've we've talked about our kind of frustration with people who are like, "Why, why are you so awful?" Or, <laughs> or you, to be to be fair. There's no other character like Hannibal Lecter on this show. Not even Hannibal in the movies or the books is quite the person that we see on the show. Yeah, you know, there's no, there's no redemption for him,
0: right? And it goes back to bad
1: guys. There's some sort of like, there's some sort of gray area, and there really is no gray area for Hannibal Lecter.
0: I think the my closing thought on this is that it's very interesting to watch fandom go through its usual paces, where like. You have a character. You process that character. You're looking for the redeeming characteristics in that character because that's what fandom, as a female-generated thing, like likes to write and yeah. you struggle for it. And I think that you're going to keep fighting for it, and they're going to keep pulling the rug out from under you. And, and it's
1: going to be so great.
0: It's Sorry. it's pretty fucked up. Like I have, I feel like I had a pretty good understanding of like how bad like that fandom was, but now I'm like, nah. Nah, no, I was wrong. This is going to get much darker. I, I was
1: about to say, I, I've, I've read all the books and watched all the movies, and yeah, I have been and shocked Exactly, by
0: Which I think is, the... is great. Yeah. This is, like, a good thing to end the show on, I think, because, like, I think one of the things that we were talking about before we started recording was, like, usually we have wrecks for whatever yeah. fandom we talk about. But, like, I feel like I this is a show I want no fanfic for. Yeah. Not that not that like people shouldn't write fanfic for it, but just like I personally am not interested in reading any.
2: I don't really need it. Everything I want from a fanfic, I get from the show.
0: Yeah, exactly. The
2: show
1: already. I think I think it's really going to depend on if the show gets renewed. If the show doesn't get renewed, I can certainly see myself like looking for some fic, but so much of what we get on the show is, you know, it's it's kind of like the good wife or it's just it's such a well-written show. None of the fic seems particularly better. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the great things about fic, and one of the reasons that I think that really active fandoms tend to be in shows that aren't that, at least for television, aren't aren't that great. Right. There's there's so little trust that you have with the creators and the writers and and the producers of the show that you really depend on fic for more consistent characterization and more. Interesting storylines and you know better romance, you know, plot lines and stuff like that. Um, but with Hannibal, you know, I really trust Brian Fuller and David Slade and those and those people, yeah, to tell a really good story, you know. Also, I feel like
2: there's an element to the show that's very visual that I'm looking for when I want to like, Hannibal that you can't get out of fanfare. That's
1: true. true. I
2: mean. A fanfic can be visual as all get out. Like, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there's something to the way that Brian Fuller does his visuals that it just, <coughs> I'm looking for that instead of a description. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being weird. No, you're no, not. I, I think,
0: not. I think that there are elements of it that would be very difficult to recreate in fanfiction because like, like the food stuff, it's so performative. Like uh-huh. it would be really hard to do it in thick which is why I think Hannibal has, like, a flourishing fan art community and some really, like, in addition to the crack, it has some, like, really beautiful fan art. I mean, like, I have, obviously, I haven't gone to look for any fic, so I don't actually know if there's good fic out there. Um, but it's just one that I'm personally, like, it's not something I crave for the fandom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, that, like, if, if one of my, you know, good fandom buddies, you know, writes something and asks me to read it, you know, right. I'll probably read it and I'll probably enjoy it. But I have no desire or need to, to look for anything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. so um, I'm sorry, guys. There's not going to be any f- pick wrecks I well, know. it's not for me and Prue. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Judge Bunny and Sam.
3: I said, no, I don't have any. I agree completely. Like, it's it's got so much there already. I don't I don't know. Th- I mean, like, maybe during the hiatus it'll be different.
0: But yeah, I don't really do anything right now. <laughs> No, agreed. The only thing, I guess like the things that I would recommend um, and stuff that we will link on the show page is for people like those who are not faint of heart, uh, of fourth wall breakage, to follow the Brian Fuller's um, Twitter because he's terribly delightful. He really is terribly delightful. And we will also link you to the blog of the food stylist for the show as yeah. well as the official Hannibal Tumblr where occasionally the chef that they consult for all of their people cooking needs will like make terrifying posts about how you can make gelatin out of human bone and other great stuff.
2: <laughs> Did they ever explain how you could make uh, beer out of people? Is that something that they talked about?
0: Um, I don't think so. But like my personal for- guess is that like you could, it would have to do something with fermentation and yeast.
3: Hmm. I, I actually, I looked up how, how you would do it. Like what animal products do go into beer production But that turned out to not be worth anything because Brian Fuller just said, like, he dumped parts of Miriam into the barrel or whatever, which apparently that would be gross, I think. But whatever.
0: I think so, too. I would not.
1: Not for nothing, but you can make cheese out of people.
0: You could make cheese out of people. With the rennet. Yeah. Well, uh, do people have rennet all their lives?
1: Yeah. Rennet is just basically a piece of um, cow stomach, I think.
0: Yeah, but Ren it only, oh my god, why the fuck do- are we talking about this?
1: <laughs> this has been a very non wanky uh, fandom, which is great. But, Completely uh,
0: non wanky like for the most part. I haven't
1: seen any wank, really. I haven't seen any, really, either. Um, uh, there's, a- there's a few people who are like, well, Alana isn't good enough for Will or Hannibal or Will isn't good enough for Hannibal or whatever. Wait, like,
0: so- since when has the show ever been about romantic anything? Don't
1: even try to, like, I mentally of- edit out those posts from my memory. No yes, yeah. but say. And and ship wars kind of always happen no matter what. It's you know, it's it's like herpes. It just shows up. Um, that,
0: that's and, not how herpes works, but okay.
1: <laughs> flare up. Maybe not how your herpes works, but definitely how <laughs> mine works.
0: Hey, um, hey, hey, I have a letter from a doctor saying that I don't have any. Thank you very much.
1: No, no spoilers, but having a having a letter from doctor saying you're clean doesn't mean you're clean <laughs> anyway um, one of one of the few kind of bones of contention uh in within the the fandom and actually kind of within the tumblr fandom right is uh that hannibal is very clearly about a show about serial killers and people who eat other people <laughs> yes and, and there are a number of A small number, but a number of people who are kind of scandalized by this, and who want to see the cute things on Hannibal, but also expect everybody to put trigger warnings on pretty much every aspect of the show. But that's not necessarily realistic, Uh, just in terms of Hannibal is a show that is basically all trigger warnings. You know, it's all gore. It's all violence. I mean, really, if you if you think about it, this show has absolutely no business being on a network. Because yes, it's so violent and so dark and so kind of gross in in many uh, in many uh, instances. I mean, it's still stylized and beautiful violence, but it's very, very violent. I mean, in the last episode with all the intestine
2: work and like. Yeah. Half half of me was like, that's really cool, but also gross.
1: There was a guy who was played like a cello, literally. Yeah. You know, it's like, so, so there, I do understand the desire for trigger warnings. I don't necessarily sympathize with the demand for them um, in this fandom, because if you're in this fandom and don't want to get, you know, and and don't want to see anything gory, then you shouldn't be in this fandom.
0: I think it's, I think it's just a tough one, because I, fandom as a whole attempts to be really respectful, and it, fandom as a whole, it also tends to be, like, fairly sensitive to people's concerns on this sort of front. But at the same time, like, I, I sort of agree with you in the sense of, like, come on, it's like a fucking show about people, like, the food, everything is people. Like, yeah. it's about cannibalism, and it's about serial killing and murder, and, like, I think on some level, like, you have to, like, Take what the-
1: responsibility for your own.
0: It's not even that. It's more like, what do you warn for? Like, it's warning, Hannibal. Like, that yeah, would be the warning. That's
2: pretty much the new trigger warning for everybody. Although, I think, I, I have a theory that this is also why it's not doing so well in the ratings, is that, yes, we're seeing this actually vocalized on Tumblr, but I think a lot of people have problems watching the show, because they watch the show, and it's like, beautiful, but they're eating people, and some people just can't really take it. I think it was it was banned. It was taken off a, a station in Ohio or something, or Idaho, like Utah. Utah. Utah, wherever, somewhere. One of those Utah, other states. But that's why it's not doing so well, because, you know, if you can accept that this is just going to be this level of gore all the time, then you're okay, but some people can't handle it. Yeah. This is definitely, like, one of the things that, you you know, at the beginning of the first episode, by the way, this is what is going to be the entire way
1: through. Just accept it now.
0: I think it's worthwhile. I, although I, I guess, like, if you're afraid or not afraid, but, like, if you're upset by hannibal's contents you probably won't have listened to this podcast or at least not have listened to it all the way till now but like if you find like the cutesy stuff that comes out of hannibal interesting like just stick with the fandom do not consume the canon like it is very dark it is nothing like it's fandom and it's it's not for everyone
1: yeah this is one of those shows where like i'm i'm very evangelical about a lot of the shows that i like um see person of interest or star trek or you know things like that um but I have not actually tried to get anybody into Hannibal.
0: I would, yeah, the, I would not. The only people who I would recommend watch Hannibal already watch Hannibal.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, on that chipper note. Yeah, I know. It's a beautiful show. I'm not sure that if anybody's listening that I would recommend that you watch it. It, it really dip, You know what? If you really enjoyed Silence of the Lambs, the movie, you'll probably be okay with this show. Yeah. If Silence of the Lambs freaked your shit out. Yeah maybe not so much
0: i would also i would also say that if you are if things that have a tendency to dehumanize people freak you out maybe be careful when you approach the show yeah because
2: cannibalism freaks you out too i mean a lot of people just that's where that line is
0: but i feel like have you noticed like this is just the last thing i'm going to discuss on this but like (laughs) <laughs> people watch the show and they're like, oh my god, I'm so hungry. Like, I don't think people register that everything is people.
1: Well, or I think they, that they do, and they just realize that it's a show. You and know? it just looks really, really good. Hungry. Like, it, it looks, looks really good. good. It looks I so say, good. Say, I would not, I would, I would probably, you know what? I probably would eat people if somebody like Hannibal was, like, making it look that delicious. Same
0: here. Like, like right? no problems about it. As long as I knew that they
1: weren't, like, Brutally murdered. First off, You're like whatever. What? Like they had been what?
0: How? 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 How are you gonna like get people meet and not have them be brutally murdered first? I, I would like know. to explore the this logical of... fallacy.
2: No, you <laughs> know, no, you know no, there was one guy in Germany who paid a guy to kill him and then eat him. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do, so you, do you do you remember him. how that ended?
2: The dude went to jail, but
0: the dude like ate his own penis.
2: Yeah,
3: is like
0: criminal, like criminally insane. Yeah. That did not happen peacefully.
2: Well, no. Just saying it wasn't dr- sensual,
3: apparently. Yeah, he was super drugged up so he didn't feel anything. And then what? he just ate his penis. <laughs> I just want you guys to,
0: like, sit here and stew in what you've just said for a little no. bit.
1: <laughs> I no. I am I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually still good with this, so. Yeah, I yeah. can Sorry.
0: <laughs> we have to end this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, even though Ethan isn't here, her spirit lives on.
0: Oh my god, we have to end this. We have to end this right now. Guys, thank you for tuning in. I'm sorry about everything. I'm
1: not, neither.
0: <laughs> All no, of it. You, you guys are the worst. Um, no,
1: Daisy's the worst. <laughs> Daisy is
0: the greatest. Daisy wins slash reporter of the week. If you miss Slash Report for some godforsaken reason during the week, you can find us on Twitter at Slash Report. You can also find what I'm assuming will be coming up shortly, the Fried Green Tomatoes AU <laughs> on the HeyDon'tJudgeMe.com recaps oh of Hannibal. Because <laughs> we've already decided that's happening, and you wouldn't want to yeah. disappoint everyone, especially people who really like cannibals.
1: Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> You've got a, you've got an audience now, Sam. You can't disappoint your audience. It's true. Yeah. Just put
3: like a paragraph of it at the end of every recap. You should. Oh
0: my gosh, it
3: would be like a digest. Yes. Oh my god.
0: Now you have to do it. (laughs) No. Damn it. Yep. I'm gonna. Sam's
2: totally gonna do it.
0: (laughs) Good job, Daisy. Good job.
1: (laughs) Probably life's hard babe life is
0: the greatest I'm so pleased I'm so pleased (laughs) alright guys that wraps us up for this week we have to go like cook some people make some people sausage make some people cellos (laughs) Um, thank you guys for coming on the show and talking with me about totally gross stuff it was a blast it was no problem it was fun (laughs) alright guys we'll catch you on the flip side see you next week Bye. bye bye bye